In today's episode, we're speaking to Dr. Alison Kay. For more than 25 years, Dr. Alison Kay has practiced as a mind-body energy healer, founding the Vibrational Upgrade System and working in yoga, meditation, qigong, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialization in chakra system. Considered one of the leading experts in the fields of new thought, subtle energy and energy medicine and human potential field. She has spoken and taught around the world and has written three books, the award-winning What If There's Nothing Wrong, an international bestseller, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easy Humanity's Evolutionary Transition and her third book, Reasonable Dragons. And today we're talking to Dr. Alison Kay to find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We have the amazing, the wonderful Dr. Alison Kay. Welcome, Dr. Kay. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. So Dr. Kay, everyone's heard how amazing you are, but please tell us everybody in your own words what it is that you do. I lead the way out of the old and into the new um, with the sense of combining logic and rationality with the wild and the untamed of the spirit in a way that is suiting today's world. Awesome. And that sounds right up my alley. (laughs) Exactly what I do too. It's fabulous. Wonderful. So Dr. K, tell us how did everything start for me? Talk us through your journey. It's been quite an interesting journey, I know. But talk us through, how did it all start for you? Wow. Okay. So let me see if I can go with the medium length one here. Mm -hmm. Um, First I was born. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So I grew up going outside in the woods with my older brother after school and on the weekends. And we lived right by a forest and a creek. And I just always felt connected to everything. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize it in the time I wasn't saying, oh, I feel so connected to everything. But I just was. I was immersed with it all. And teen years, I started to keep a journal. It wasn't a diary. It was a way to connect with my higher self, which I realized later once I became a meditator and meditation teacher, that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I had always had the sense of connecting to something bigger than just me mm-hmm. and having an ability to voice it. And um, like in my late teens, early twenties, I had a couple of choices to make and I didn't listen to my guidance, my intuition and mayhem ensued. So I learned really early on that I have a good, strong intuition. I need to, to trust despite I'm possible temporary discomforts. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went into college with my bachelor's as a psych major, three semesters in, I was horrified because it was not teaching me how to be the happiest, most thriving version of myself, which is what I wanted to learn. And at the same time, my first elective, I took yoga. Second one was personal training. So it was really about being in the body and flourishing and thriving in the body. So I did a couple other majors that taught me about the conditioning behind advertising. Mm -hmm. Then another one about social thought and political economy to look at how our politics and the social thought influences the way that we perceive reality, Mm -hmm. ultimately graduating with an English lit 
degree and the focus was creative writing, moved from the East Coast of the States to the West Coast of San Francisco to go for my master's in creative writing, wrote two stories instead of the GREs to get in, waited, synchronistically got offered a job in politics while I waited to hear about my GR, about my grad school admission. And I took off because it was a political organization devoted to electing people, not just people who would vote yes for uh, environmentally conserving legislation, but people who would actually write the legislation. So I was really on fire with that. I had a lot of success, moved up the ranks really quickly. And so they threw me into really intense uh, races, both at the state and federal level in Mm. California. So I got uh, the first Latina woman elected to the California State Assembly. Wow. Yeah. And even better, she not even better, but just as wonderfully, uh, she wrote the bill that saved the last bit of green space in L.A. Basin. So that was great. Really intense. A lot of success. But again, uh, more stress. Mm. So I was walking through a bookstore in between uh, election season, in between the primaries and the general elections. And I was getting put on an even more intense race up in the Sierra Nevadas between a developer and a conservationist. And it was one of the key races in the state of California at the time. And so I was walking through this bookstore looking for something to help me with the stress. And um, I had already been going to like the Chinatown in San Francisco, which is, I think, the United States' best Chinatown. And I had picked up the I Ching. So I was like reading the I Ching ancient Taoist philosophy that they- Well, I've heard of it. That's not actually very common. Oh, that's interesting. It's very few people actually know about the I Ching. So yeah. Oh, wonderful. I was doing that at like age 19 and 20. Oh, wow. And I literally was introduced to it by Dr. Joseph Murphy. Um, as I, call, I think he's my mentor from from the beyond because he passed away a few years ago. Uh, but I was introduced to it about a few years ago. But yeah, not many people know about that. So that's really interesting. Yes, it is. It's and it's it's fascinating because later on I'll, I'll get to this part. But it's a really great foundation in understanding um, the Taoist philosophy behind what created the Yin Yang and the in uh, Qigong and TCM traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. So, yeah, I was already, you know, I was doing work with Native American medicine uh, wheel communities. So I was already in the mystical part of life and um, using the holistic approach after leaving psych, the psych major mm-hmm. as an answer my question, how do we be the happiest, most thriving versions of ourselves? So, yeah, I'm walking through a bookstore and a purple book jumps off the shelf about meditation onto my feet. And I stopped, picked it up and began to meditate, not right there in the bookstore, but in my life. And so mm-hmm. picked it up so naturally, I actually started it's required a little bit of hubris on my part, but really it's because it was such a natural fit. I became an meditation teacher within a year. Um, so that's alongside still my political career. I did another campaign, had even more success in that one. And at 93, at the end of the campaign season, after a couple of years of doing this work, I had let go of my master's in creative writing, clear that I was hitting my stride with political work that conserves the environment. And so I took a break after the election season, doing this job for two and a half years and backpacked around uh, halfway around the planet for six months, came back to the States, went for my master's instead in public administration and environmental policy. Mm. As I was graduating, I got my first energy medicine modality, but meanwhile had been teaching uh, meditation to adults in a community center and had also been running kayak and canoe treks taking people alongside because I had done an Audubon Society internship where I was taking people out on our boat to uh, bird nesting site, migratory birds in Tampa Bay and pointing out the different bird life to tourists, basically. And so I had learned from the Audubon as their only intern, 
the local bird life and how to be a naturalist interpreter. So I combine that with my Native American medicine wheel work where they understand animal symbolism mm. when an animal shows up in your path. And so I combined that in a kayak and canoe trek. So I had my own small business as I was leaving my master's program and had already taken my first energy medicine modality. So I graduated and I asked, okay, where can I affect most change? If I work within the system, like a, a governmental environmental protection agency or outside in a nonprofit, no door, you know, that feeling when no doors are opening in like, there's just walls. Brick yeah. Wall. Yeah. Yeah. That was happening. And I knew enough to say, okay, wait, what are you trying to show me? Yeah, that's usually a redirection. When, he, when I never see that as a rejection. I so I know that when something things like that happen, left, right, center, you know that's the universe like, giving you a new direction to move in. And I it's it's a fabulous place to be. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes I see my clients um throughout the years giving up too soon and reading immediately any kind of blockage as a sign. I'm supposed oh, to yes, of course. You have you know to, I mean? you, yeah, you have to have a balance. You're going to come across some obstacles, but you have to understand when an obstacle is an obstacle or when the pathway has been changed for you and you need to go in a different direction. But I do believe somewhere in your your heart, you do know this. Sometimes we're going after a goal that we're not really meant to go after. And we go after because that's where we believe we're supposed to go after it. And when we come across obstacles, we're like, ah, yeah, no. And that's when you give up more often. When you go after something that you are passionate about, then it's not the the path that's important. It's the, that passion, and then you'll find a different alternative path. Yes. But then that's where you, I think you're. But that's but you have to be in tune with intuition, and as you clearly were, that's the fabulous part of it about it. Thank you. But you also have to have, which I find is another key point with my students and clients throughout the decades, courage. Yes. Oh gosh. Absolutely. Follow that intuitive guidance Absolutely. instead of like talking yourself out of it. You know, <laughs> making justifications and rationalizations to not do it and do yep. something else. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred ten percent. I, so I asked the question, okay, what are you trying to show me? And, it, and what I got from my guidance was, this is, so this is 97, 98, mm-hmm. uh, the machine behind uh, fossil fuel in the marketplace was not ready to convert yet. Okay. So if you want to go for change, do it one consciousness at a time. So I relied, I went back to my bachelor's, relied on that, went to, into the classroom, teaching this literature, got more energy medicine trainings. And I was doing herbal trainings at the time too. And so I did holistic health and wellness and energy medicine sessions as my side gig alongside the classroom teaching. Two and a half years into it, fast forward on a Saturday in a session with a client, she was loving the results. We were like in number four of a 10 session package. I was happy with the results, but I was like, okay, what would it take and what would it look like if I got even more robust results for my clients? Hmm. Around the same time, I was balancing my checkbook pre-digital banking days. And I didn't like what I was seeing because I had had this sense of adventure and the sense of abundance. And I felt like I was being put into a cage for decades of my life where I was expected to just be okay. But, and it wasn't okay with me. And I knew that I knew there was supposed to be more, to, there is more to life. And so I said, okay, show me universe. What's another way to do this. And so within a month's time, synchronicity came in, a colleague came in and told me about the international school system. I did what I had to do, filed resumes, booked flights, went to where I needed to go, did a bunch of interviews with um, hotel, hotel, in a hotel, in different hotel rooms with international school heads from around the world. And by the end of the weekend, had a bunch of job offers around the world and chose to go to a school, international school in Asia, to the traditional Chinese culture in Taiwan, because I knew that that was a seat of who understood energy how it flows, how it works, how it works with consciousness, as well as they still operate from these principles today. It's not like in the West where we had the alchemists and then it went underground and rationalism took over everything via the enlightenment. 
So I went there, lived there for 10 years, where it still ran the energy medicine and holistic health and wellness sessions alongside to local Chinese as well as ex fellow expats, whilst full-time teaching and administration, had a really vibrant career, then went and did all this research. I got these um, traditional Twina massages on the mm. weekends, got reflexology, would ask questions in my Chinese. What does this mean? What does this mean? As I looked at the chart for how energy flows, I went to monasteries. I asked questions of monks. I had a daily, not daily, but there was a run I did frequently, usually on Saturdays behind a monastery local to me. And I would talk to the monks there and I would travel to um, Thailand and go to Buddhist monasteries. I'd go dancing and then I'd get a Thai massage, but then I'd also travel out to Buddhist monasteries. So I had a good blend, but I was learning and piecing together. And I was teaching meditation to students in the classroom, eventually teaching AP psych because the students were tracked to come back to Ivy Leagues in the States. So I was teaching American curriculum and that included AP psych as well as another course I created combining Eastern and Western psychology using the Dalai Lama's understanding of mm -hmm. how meditation works with the mind, his texts mm -hmm. created from every other year summit, you know, those with Western scientists that go over to uh, Tibet and, or to uh, the Himalayas in Northern India, where he is. Every other I've, year I've heard of it. I'm, I'm not familiar with it. I've heard of someone else talking about it. I've heard it mentioned. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not as well publicized, to be honest. No, no, um, no he doesn't publicize stuff. He just yeah. publishes it. You have to find out. It's kind of, it, it, it's not, it's, if you know it, if you know it. So I, I've, I've heard yeah. of it, but not, again, not many people have spoken to me about it. So it's something that's intrigued me. And I, and I just remember that somebody else mentioned it. And I remember trying to find something, information about it, but it was very hard to come by. It's Go to just, my first book, my first book called What If There's Nothing Wrong? I talked about it rather extensively um, because ah. I used his textbooks as the um, Eastern element in and then I used college uh, 101 intro to psych as the Western element for a global psychology course I created because he had with Western scientists, he would every other year have summits. And then they would talk about the comp the comparison between the understandings in Buddhism. Like there's a state of mind. If you have a gray lethargic mind, then it has a certain Sanskrit name. Whereas in the States, we have a stupid diagnosis and medication for it, you know? So like, do you remember seeing the Time magazine cover of the bald monk with the electrodes on his head? No, I don't remember that. So that came out of these summits. I'm getting a little off track here, but mm -hmm. how to measure the effects of meditation. So this I, know, I, know, I know that Joe Dispenza is doing quite a lot of work on that, that aspect of, you know, how does meditation impact your brain, uh, you know, brain, uh, uh, brain yeah. yeah. So he likes to focus on the science. That's all in my first book, but I've moved beyond the science because I don't believe I need to justify everything with science. In fact, like neuroplasticity is something that we already knew from meditation. Science yeah. caught up decades, yeah. you know, yeah. Agreed. centuries later. Hmm. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Okay, so where am I going? So I came back to the States 2010 and uh, took, dropped the classroom career, teaching career and admin career and took this work full time. And so in 2011, I got asked to be on Voice America's radio station to do a show about the Mind Galactic Alignment on December 21st, 2012. I was doing nothing public facing in my business with that. I had no idea why they asked me, but I said, give me 48 hours. I listened to my intuition, did a weekly show, said yes, and then interviewed a bunch of specialists about what December 21st, 2012 meant. And so I understand that that was meant to be part of my path because now I learned that there's a 20 year window we're in between 2012 and 2032, which is considered humanity's greatest evolutionary leap. That's all in my 
second book, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss. Mm. And so understanding that we just are coming out of the first 10 of those 20 years where we're going through, again, what's considered humanity's greatest evolutionary leap or our spiritual awakening times. Eh, shite's got to crumble and disassemble as the new that's more in alignment with the heart and the spirit comes into creation. So the last era was about destruction and this new era is about construction with this right. balance between the feminine and the masculine, more unity consciousness, more spirit and heart led, more balance with um, materialism and spiritualism or spirituality. So I, I work day in and day out with, I don't like to call myself a healer. I mean, I've worked on things such as, excuse me, successfully clearing brain tumors um, in colonic cancer. I don't like to work with that because it's, I have to go too high and I have to work too hard for that. Around 2015-ish, I started to do a shift because back in 2010, when I first came back to the States, I was aware that I was put in front of people to give a workshop on something like spiritual awakening mm-hmm. or the yogic path or health, um, holistic health and wellness. And they couldn't hear what I was saying because they were so worried about money because of the market crash. I had been tucked away in Asia, so it didn't matter to me. I was unaffected. In fact, I increased my net cash income by 60%. So I became ridiculously unexpectedly proficient at clearing money blocks as I had people in front of me presenting like fears. And so I went up in the way that I know to do, listened to my intuition, and then did energy medicine clearings and activations around their blocks around money. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I, I've continued to do that. In fact, I have a signature program now called Magic Manifestation and Money Flow because of this. So I work a lot with now um, living in the possibilities because that really is what the new era is about. Instead Mm. of being problem focused or being like conclusion focused where your mind just knows and you're the right, you have the right answer. You're a good student. Instead living in childlike curiosity, asking questions about what else can I create? What else is possible here? So really teaching people how to manifest something from the invisible and the subtle energy realms into the physical 3d Mm. realms. Is, is really where I'm at nowadays. And it's super fun to help free people up because there's so many beliefs people have from so many different sources, parents. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what I, you know, of course there is. There's... They're not thoughts you hear though. That's the thing. They're not beliefs that you hear. So they're in subconscious. Yeah. And the below, below the surface. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I completely agree. And I, I love your journey. And when I was listening to you, I thought, Thank oh my you. God, I've gone on a journey with you. What a profound journey. And I agree. I think that the first and the foremost thing that everyone has declared is the money blocks. And this is why I, I work on that primarily. But my goals are a lot more hefty than that. Money is, I always say, don't treat as a servant. Don't treat people say, quote, servant, call it this and that was a tool. I like to call money as a friend because I, I like to treat it with love and respect. At the same time, once you have your bills taken care of, you can then go into your, your higher self and pick up the life purpose it's that you really- have. Yeah. And you can actually do whatever your heart, you know, um, your heart desires or more than that, more than that, you know, because I think a lower, lower desires, so like materialistic goods, uh, gains like, you know, the house, the car, whatever. I think they're all great. I think absolutely fantastic. You should again for those because once you're going for that, that opens up the possibility of you attacking, uh, attack, you know, coming into contact with your highest goal. Because I recently, my, my initial goal was all about, because once I came out my, my, my second marriage and it was horrible. Um, and because I had nothing, I, the financial card was played on me. So I had not, absolutely nothing. My first and foremost goal was make sure I had food and good education. My kids had to go to private schools. My One of my one of my things, I had, it was non-negotiables for me. My sole focus was all about my kids, all about my kids. Now that that's been taken care of, and then I can see that I'll, I'll have the money for the rest of the school years and then on university on too. Now, uh, Dr. K, I'm able to think about, okay, why do I want more money now? 
what's my goal and now I've been given a new pathway which is so far beyond my reach at the moment yeah. <laughs> so far beyond my kids and myself it's got nothing to do with me because me myself I, I actually did, funny over talking this today I did this podcast just yesterday saying when I was meditating because we just finished Ramadan and yep. being Muslim, you know, we, you know, the last 10 nights are really sacred. And I, I went off all out this time around. I prayed and I prayed and meditated and prayed. I do a lot of meditation in my in my prayers as well. After prayers is a, is a prime time to meditate. And I prayed and meditate. Like, tell me why? Because I'm really ambitious. Why don't I want money? Why don't I want money? Because my own my own desires are so limited. May, okay, limited by subjective means, by the way. You know, most people's ideas are, are probably the thing I'm very lofty. But for me, the kind of money I want with the kind of desires I have, there's, there's a disconnect. Um, you know, for me, a Tesla or a Bentley and a nice house, I'm done. That's me done, right? But why do I want more money than that? I want 100 times more money than that to be able to buy that. And I couldn't connect with it. Why do I want this money? Why do I have this ambition? Why do I have the drive for it? And during this meditation, I was given the very clear cut in terms of why I want the money, because the money's going to do with me. I'm happy living where I am at the moment with the car I drive at the moment. I, those things don't drive me. And my kids don't drive me either because I have enough money for them. So now I need something more. And that's when I was given. So I think people need to come out of their current circumstances, be able to provide themselves and be comfortable. And only then their true desires of why they're here on the planet comes forth. It doesn't have to be making money like is for me. It could be something else. Or as, as, as yours is, you know, as you're talking now, was, was, all these light bulbs are going in my head. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on this journey with you. What a fabulous journey. So what are you doing at this moment along with us? Are you just working on people's money blocks or working on, 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 on something bigger? Okay, so I have three different programs that I typically, I don't do as many one-on-ones anymore. It's quite limited, but you can get in um, also with VIP sessions that are like um, intensives. Um, but mostly I work in groups with either Activate Your Magic, that's my first level. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is my Magic Manifestation and Money Flow program. And so people come in and I get them, more um, open in their field, more receptive to enable to connect in with the field of unlimited possibilities of the Tao. And then in that increased receptivity, they start to have incoming inspirations and creative ideas. And meanwhile, I'm also clearing every single one of their um, chakras of loads of built up trauma or imprints or conditioning or karma or old contracts or beliefs that are unconscious, et cetera, because what I'm doing in my system that I created, vibrational upgrade system, it's half the energy medicine background and half the yoga. I got trained and certified in India as a yoga teacher too, as well as a Qigong teacher too in Taiwan. So I'm half the yogic path with the meditation and mindfulness background and half the energy medicine. So what I see is when people start to get cleared more and more of their unconscious and subconscious blocks. So there's no unconscious choosing because 85% of what we're choosing on a day-to-day basis is not from what thoughts it's from our unconscious or subconscious. So, and I think it's more like 95%. I feel like people are really only conscious with about 5%. Oh, I agree. I agree. So I'm helping people get more free because if our new era, and I'm saying that proverbially, our new era is about construction, learning the power of our choice that it then creates Mm. our lives. So learning how to get as conscious as possible. So I flush that unconscious and subconscious blockage to clear it to the front frontal lobe. So then you can have much more awakened, fresh consciousness and use that as applied mindfulness to then choose something 
that has your presence and your higher self guiding it so that you do let your life get created as big as it possibly can be. And it doesn't, a lot of people have beliefs that like, that means I'm going to have to sacrifice something. Who am I going to lose? Who's going to judge me for this? And all of that goes away because I'm running clearings on it to help people in the moment, in the day, have more courage to follow what their guidance is showing them to do. Mm -hmm. And and that includes very, very worldly beliefs, like I'm going to be judged if I come out of the spiritual closet, or what are people going to think of me if I choose this, you know, so I'm, I'm working with people day to day to help them manifest their brightest visions possible. And so out of magic manifestation of money flow, my signature program, I then invite about 10% of the people into my mastermind. And there they get trained to become vibrational upgrade practitioners. Mm -hmm. So I'm in Glastonbury, UK right now, because I have students traveling in from around the world twice a year in October and May to meet me. And I train them in whatever level they're up leveling to, whether it's the first, second, third, or fourth in vibrational upgrade system so that they can then go out there and help other people lighten. So an example, one of my, one of my students, a vibrational upgrade practitioner, had a woman come to her who was going on vacation, had a dog, was worried about the dog, didn't know where to put the dog, was worried that the dog, once she found a place through doing sessions with my, um, my vibrational upgrade practitioner, thought she found a place easily, but was worried that the dog was going to have separation anxiety. So she goes away on vacation, actually has a really relaxed vacation, comes back. The dog was totally fine because my VUP practitioner, VUP is the acronym for vibration upgrade. She had done enough work in clearing the worries and bringing to the mind consciousness, um, the mindfulness of relaxation and trusting that all is well and that she would have the guidance to bring the dog to the right place. I know it sounds really trivial, but man, people are attached to their animals and pets. Oh no. Oh gosh. Yes. I've got two cats. And I think only an animal lover would understand that, that fear that she had, because I think it's, uh, it's, and I think, I think it's those people who are attached to maybe like I am, I'm, I'm attached to nature. I'm attached to trees as well. So I'm a tree hugger. I'm a tree hugger. So my kids actually. I just did today a big yew tree. No, did you? It's just, I think only when you embrace a tree and you really get the energy from it, you do understand what hugging tree really does for you and for your energy. I suppose mm-hmm. an energy worker would know, wouldn't they? But I've been hugging trees since, since my kids were little, so my kids are used to hugging trees as well. Yes. But uh, but also I have two cats and they are my so my basically my kids are my two kids and my two cats they're my kids they're my babies and even on my door we have a family tree on there me my my daughter my son and then my my cat Lily and my cat Bella and everyone's fans are really cute but they are that's my family members <laughs> if you have pets they're part of your family and yeah. as I would be conscious and you were worried about my two kids I'm gonna be worried about my two cats it makes sense but it doesn't matter. That woman- that woman may not have even chosen to get free enough to let herself go on vacation. Right. Mm -hmm. So if that woman is feeling lighter and freer to make choices, she really wants to make and learn how to trust more instead of living in fear. then that to me is another success because it's another heart freer life as she's guided. So I'm all about freeing up living from the mind and its fears and learning how to live from the heart and the spirit and love and trust. And, and, and I have the tools to do this. Like one of the things that gets said about me the most often is people get turned on to the law of attraction, God bless it. Mm-hmm. And that they don't know how to work it until they work with me because I'm doing the necessary energetics yeah. within their system. And then the necessary coaching and clearing on their mind to, to then help them use the new fresh and awakened consciousness to actually choose what's going to 
attract to them what they're actually designing and showing them how to emanate out desires, to showing them how the universe communicates. So it's really like taking people out of their everyday myopic ego mind, which is what we call it in meditation, small me, lowest self are the words for it, mm. out of that state of mind where everything's about me, 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 because that's the nature of the ego mind, complete self-absorption. So anybody who's depressed really could learn to meditate and get out of their ego mind because ego mind, if you listen to it, all the time leads to depression because it's pure self-absorption and that's what mm. depression is. So letting, it's moving people up and out of that low level existence up into the highest level of living out their potential. Whatever that means to that person, however it emerges from their Of course. I, I, think every, I think every single person here is as unique as is a grain of grass, as is a yeah. flake of snow. So for that reason, we all are here to fulfill a unique purpose, which is unique to us with our unique talents and abilities and desires, but, but, you know, but, you know matching them up as well. Because when we have the desires that we have actually talents and abilities to, to, to attain, I always say God doesn't create... Um, unnecessary uh, you know hardship for us if we have a desire for something then we have the ability to to manifest it to make it happen yeah. uh, but it's up to us to go out go after it and if sometimes it's it's it's, it's really scary and it's easy for us to justify saying hmm, I don't think I have the ability or the tantra ability to do that or I'm not lucky enough to do that and I think that's when we talk ourselves down that's where courage comes in but yeah, on that that's even the clearings that I do too, though, is that I know we're going to cut it off, but that, that, which you just talked about, where people will talk themselves out of it. All of that can be cleared. That's why I stay. Of in a, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, I mean, I'll be interested to know what sort of energy clearing you do, because I do energy clearings too. Um, but it's, I think I know the power of energy clearing. It, it, it's, I always say, and when you do, uh, you use powerful energy clearing and every, and I want to add this to in here as well. Not every single person is going to resonate with myself or Dr. K, but if you do resonate, that's when you know that this person's for you. And because there's, there's so many people out there and their energies are different and they have to vibrate and resonate with your particular energy. But if you find a mentor whose energy you resonate with, and then they can come into you, working with energy and working with mindset is like difference between night and day. Because I always say, if you work on, on if you're working on mindset, you're going to, the energy will follow slowly. But if you work on energy first, your mindset will follow and you won't even know realize it will happen overnight and i do both at the same time yeah yeah but, i love what you just said wonderful okay so on that note we're going to wrap up dr k tell everybody how where can we connect with you how can you find you on the internet vibrationalupgrade.com is the website vibration upgrade free facebook group uh youtube channel allison with one l j middle initial k-a-y same on amazon my four books are there uh, and on Audible too, but you need the middle initial J because there's an Allison K out there who doesn't write about what I write about. So that's vibrationalupgrade.com. Wonderful. And if you are listening to us on a podcast, remember that all the links that uh, Dr. K has just mentioned will be on the show notes. And if you are watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, once again, we will have all her links. Do check her out. She's amazing. Someone that I will go to, I'm going to check out her books. I don't have her books at all, but I'm really intrigued. I want to learn more from her. Do go check her out and connect with her. And thank you so much for being such an amazing guest with us, Dr. K. We have to have you back on Money Talkies because this is such a fantastic conversation. I need to continue. So please do come back with the four main talkies. But for today, thank you so much. It's my honor. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Dr. K today. We will be back with another amazing guest on Friday feature. But until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.